0: Celebrating Father's Day, let me say thank you for choosing to lead your family to church. I don't think there's anything any better that you could do today than to do that. I really mean that. And so, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much uh, for choosing to do that here today. We want to recognize some people, not just fathers, but uh, members of our church, that uh, these are people. Who are new? Who are coming into into our church family? Formal, formerly, formally, there we go. All right. Hopefully, I can preach better than announce. All right. Uh, so, uh, formally, we're going to announce these names. Some of them were here in the first service, but uh, if you're here in this service, stand up, and uh, we will recognize each one of you. These are people who have completed our on-ramp class, and after the end of that, have said, "Hey." I want to align myself with this church. I want to be a part of the vision, the values, the philosophy, the, the ministry of this church and support it with my life. And so uh, we are, are thrilled about these names that we're going to read. Uh, Chris Carnes, if you'll stand, stay standing. Craig Watson, Georgia Watson, Ann Watson, Teresa Folks. Cam Blaylock, Mark Boos, Becky Boos, and Rebecca Cortat. Yeah. What I'd like for you to do is uh, around these people just stretch a hand their direction and we're going to pray over these folks today. Father, I thank you for these folks who have uh, gone through our on-ramp. They've seen, they've heard uh, all about Crossroads Church and the vision that you have for us as a church family and what they're doing today is they're not just standing up on the outside, they're standing up on the inside and they're committing of themselves uh, to this vision, the, this ministry of, of Crossroads. So God, we pray that you just help them to find their niche, their part in a life-giving church, uh, to be a part of giving life to others and bringing people into the full life in Christ. And so God, we ask that your anointing, your blessing, your power, your presence will rest upon them. Help them to be an encouragement to others as well as be encouraged as well. And so we thank you as we receive them into membership today in Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. Give him a big hand, will you? Awesome. And um, again, all it takes to do that yourself is to go to on ramp. And at the end of that, you can have the opportunity to do that as well. Let me just mention that new members have uh, certificates available out at the info center after service today. So be sure and stop by there. Uh, on your way out. An uh, opportunity to serve is coming up. Uh, a serve day on July 13th. We are going across the street to Hickory Elementary. We already do donut drops. We do cookie drops. Uh, we do different kinds of things. We provide a mobile Uh, barista every once in a while and different things to encourage the staff over there and just let them know, hey, if you ever need prayer, if you ever need us, we're over here and uh, we just want to encourage you. And so uh, we love doing that to the staff of... Of Hickory. Last year, we went over there, and uh, a bunch of us got together, and we said, hey, what can we do to help you guys? They said, clean up the yard, do some different things. And so, we moved mulch. We did all kinds of things, planted some stuff and whatever, and it, it transformed uh, the entry area of the church, the other ent- entry areas of, of the school uh, in that one day. What we'd like to do is even more this time and uh, show these folks just how much God really loves them. Does that sound good? And so to do that, I need all of us to show up. I'm going to show up. I need you to show up. And uh, we're going to start by 8 in the morning and go till noon, maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon if necessary. But even if you can't come the whole time or whatever, whatever time you can come, please do. uh, Because we want to turn out in force and make a big impact in that day. And just let Hickory know you are loved by God and by us and so uh be there for that awesome day here's what i need you to do is sign up so i know you're serious all right so i know you're going to be there and uh we'll get everybody enlisted all together and have our plan formed and be awesome day so thanks for helping us with that well, again, happy Father's Day. We have a gift for all the dads before you leave today, all the men, so be sure and get yours before you leave this morning. Welcome again to those of you who are new. We're in a series of messages from the book of Daniel, and so this is week three. Welcome to those who listen by podcast and and uh, just our audience that, that tunes in each week. But today we're going to continue on in this series of living a stand-up life in a bow-down world and in a culture that just hear me on this that maybe you feel like the winds in your face every once in a while you ever feel that way like you know i'm trying to serve god i'm trying to live for god i'm trying to do things that are pleasing to god and all it just feels like the culture just anybody feel that way Like like it's kind of uphill. And, And so the Bible talks about this, and Jesus did this so well. And we're going to see this a little bit more next week, how Jesus lived in grace and truth. And I think you can do both. A lot of people just pick one or the other. But Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so today we're going to look at this and next week we'll finish this up and look more into it. But last week, let me just catch up to speed, we we saw where there is a Babylon spirit in the world. And the Bible talks about this. And we saw this last week that's really all throughout the Bible. It's from the beginning of the Bible, clear to the end. The very book of Revelation talks about a Babylon spirit existing in the world. And, and so what do you do when culture seems like it's going the different, a different direction? What do you do about that? How do, how do you navigate that? And we live in a world where many people are persecuted severely for their faith as a matter of fact uh, let me just make you aware that there are more people being persecuted for jesus today than ever in the history of the world you may not have known that And, and and here's the thing is is there are people who every day they come to worship think about if it's here And somebody said, Hey, hey, we're getting ready to lock this place down. And we want everyone who is a devout follower of Jesus, you're determined Jesus is Lord over your life, he's your Savior, and you're not denouncing him. You stay in your seats. And the rest of you who aren't sure about that, don't want that, or whatever, you can go ahead and leave because we're going to kill everybody that's still sitting in this room. Would you stay? Would you stay in this room? I think it's a pretty good question to ask. And, and before you think, well, you know, thank God that never happened in America. Well, uh, I heard a story about Columbine High School where a gunman came to the school. He confronted one of the most outspoken Christians there at the school and asked her if she would denounce Jesus or not. And she said no, and he shot her and killed her. And, of course, we know that many terrorist attacks are religious motivating. There's a religious motivation that's behind it. And if people don't believe the way your group believes, then, you know, they take your life. And God calls us to stand. And to keep on Standing. So, before we get to Daniel chapter 3, so if you, if you want to go ahead and turn there, uh, let's read, and we can read this off the screen, from what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. He says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And look what he ends. And do everything in love. Now, we're going to talk about how to do everything in love next week because if you don't do it in love you're not doing it right and it won't lead people to Jesus it could lead them away from Jesus and so it's huge to be here next week and to hear that message, so important. But today, we're, we're going to focus on this part of standing, and, and I think about people who have stood, you know, you may not know the name Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but this is a guy who stood, he was a minister in Germany, and, and he says, you know, we, we just can't keep killing people. You know, you just don't do that. That's not Right. And he was told, hey, shut up or you're going to get the same treatment that these Jewish people are getting. And you know what? He wouldn't shut up. And he paid the ultimate price as a result. I think about, you know, this person I'm going to name, uh, his name has gotten politicized some and, and things like that, but his motivation, his original motivating force was the Bible. And it was church. And that's where he started his message. And then it spread out of the church and onto the streets. And Martin Luther King Jr. said, hey, we can't treat people like this. We can't, we can't do this. We, we can't do this anymore, America. This is not right. And, and we cannot judge people according to the color of their skin. We just can't do that. And he not only was willing to live for that message, he was willing to die for it as well. And that's what we're going to see today because we're going to look at a story. Now, if you grew up in church like I did, there's there's probably at least two stories of the book of Daniel that you remember. One involved a lion's den. Anybody? That rings a bell. And and then for others of us, we remember this story that we're going to look at. It involves a fiery furnace. And in this story, here's what I want you to do as we get ready to read it. Is it's interesting that there's an image. And and this image is put before the people. And then at the same time that this image is put before the people. There's music for it too. Now before you tune me out on this. Let me just tell you something. I think that describes advertising. And it, and it shows, and it's like movies, and television shows, and things like that. It's an image, and then there's music. And behind it, there's a message. There's a message. And in this story, we're going to see these things happen, all right? Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, here's what it says. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image, notice how many times that word is used. An image of gold, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide. In other words, 9 feet by 90 feet. And set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial uh, officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that king nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before it then the herald loudly proclaimed nations and peoples of every language this is what you are commanded to do as soon as you hear the sound of the horn flute zither don't you just love that anybody play the zither I don't know, do I? Okay, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music. Okay, there's all this music. You must, when you hear the music, when you see it, fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations. So they they heard it, there was a sound, and and then all the nations of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And so we see that these people, they heard a sound, and, and then they see an image, and then they're to bow down. But the problem is, three guys didn't do it. I mean, you're talking about peer pressure. Everyone is doing it, but three guys. And look at verse 12. They said, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not bowing to this image. But let me tell you something. Everyone bows to something. All of us worship something or someone. And here's how I know that. Because you were created to do it. It's in you. You can't help it. You, you can't not worship. Now, you get to choose who it is. And you can choose what it is. But you will worship something or someone. And here's how to know what it is. It's what you give your time and your attention and your resources to. That's what you or that's who you truly worship. And Nebuchadnezzar, he hears this, the three guys aren't, aren't doing it. And listen, he reacts in a way just like the world reacts when you don't do what they do. When you don't live the way they live, when, when you don't do what they do, he reacts the same way. And let me tell you something, we live in a toxic culture. We, we live in a culture where it's like, what? You're not in agreement with me. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. <laughs> you, know, you, 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 just, you, you, you just shouldn't even be around. And, and, and it's just toxic. Now, listen. Now, I'm going to sound old here. But I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I remember some jokes about different people and some things like that. But I, I have never seen such disrespect for people and authority, people whatever, whether it's a teacher, an administrator in a school, President of the United States, or whatever, whoever the person is. Whatever. Am I right? Yeah. Anybody over 12 in agreement with me? Yeah. Huh? And so... And, and so, this is the kind of culture Nebuchadnezzar's in. And here's what he does in verse 13: the Living Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a terrible rage, I mean, he is outraged, ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in before him. And he confronts them. He says, Is it true, oh Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? that you are refusing to serve my gods or to worship the golden statue that I have set up. I'll tell you what, I'm not an unreasonable guy. I'll give you one more chance. When the music plays, here's how it works. We set the atmosphere, okay? When you hear the music, when you hear the lyrics, all you got to do is fall down to them. And worship the statue. And look at this. All will be well. Right? Hey, hey! if you just agree with us over here, it's all good. We're all about free speech as long as your speech agrees with ours. We're all about that. So, so if you just come over here, all will be well with you. But... If you refuse, you will be thrown into the flaming furnace within the hour. I mean, it's over. And what God can deliver you out of my hands then? I mean, they, they had pressure to bow. You talk about peer pressure everybody's bowed, there's only the three of them, and they're standing there, and the king is saying, hey, just one more chance, and then you're done, within an hour, whew, you're toast, literally. Now, now, see, I think about some people where, hey, don't you, don't you bring up that name of Jesus Because we can talk about any other name here, but that one. Or, or maybe there's a young lady that, that the, the guy, you know, hey baby, oh, I love you so much. And I want to prove my love for you tonight, right here, right now. And so if you'll do this, act with me. If you, if you do, then, then we're really, we're, we're a real deal. There's all kinds of pressure in our culture. Smoke this, take this, do this, say this, don't say that. And I want to say to everybody who feels that pressure that you don't have to give into that. See, there's a verse in the New Testament that says, the devil goes about... As a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now notice it says as a lion. He's not a lion. He has been defanged and declawed on Calvary. All right. has no power. But he's a great roarer. And, and so he roars. And he uses people in our culture to roar. What do you mean you don't agree with us? What do you mean you don't think that's right? What do you mean we can't do this? What are you doing trying to tell us how to live our lives? (sighs) (sighs) See, here's the thing about lions. Here's the thing about lions. Is, is lions, they come up on a, a whole bunch of a flock of sheep and they're like confused. There's so many of them. I, I can't kill them all. What, what, what do I do? And so here's what they do here's their secret weapon. They roar and they wait because one of them will make the mistake. Of isolating themselves from the rest of the group. And then they say, there he is. There's my prey. Because see, as long as you stay together, it's it's challenging, it's difficult. And the enemy knows, if I can get you to say, oh, you know, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be around a Christian. I don't need to. I, 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 I. can be a Christian, and you know, I don't have to read my Bible every day. I know Craig talks all about that all the time, reading the U Version app and whatever, and having it on the phone, whatever. But you know, he's a paid Christian, and so you know, uh, you know that, that's why he does that. And so you know, uh, uh, you know, for me, I, I don't have to do all that. It's not not so important to read the Bible every day. It's not so important to go to church every week. It's not so important to have worship a part of your life. Experience in between Sundays and all. And the devil says, gotcha. Yep. There you are. And so what he does is he, he roars. But how do, what do you do when the enemy roars? What do you do when the enemy says, today you'll be put in the fiery furnace? Let me give you some steps where you can stand And face the fire. Here's how to face the fire. First thing to write down if you're taking notes is stand with courage. Stand with courage. Now understand, courage doesn't mean you have no fear. Okay, you've never met anybody who's attempted anything of significance that didn't have some amount of fear there. Some amount of trepidation. It's not about being fearless. It's about not bowing down to fear. And let me tell you something. You don't have to bow to fear. Look at Daniel chapter 3 verse 16. Here's what it says. That Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh Nebuchadnezzar, we are not worried about what will happen to us. See, that's how you live free. When you're not worried about what's going to happen to you. They knew it wasn't a bluff. They knew he could carry through with it. They knew it could happen. And yet they had something rise up on the inside of them. And I'm praying today that it will rise up in every high school student, every junior high student, every man, every woman, every person in this place that we don't care about ourselves. It's not about me. It's not about my life. It's about Him. All right, so here's the second thing to write down. I'm getting a little excited already. All right, and we haven't even got to the best part of the story, so let me calm down. All right, stand with courage. Stand with faith. You guys stand with faith, believing that God is greater than in the fire. He is mightier than anything that comes against you. That he is bigger than any mountain. And he has promised me that I will never stand alone. He said, I'll go with you. I'll be with you in the fire. I'll be with you in the flood. I'll be with you in the storm. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. So I, I may be one. I may be uh, attacked, but I won't be alone. I won't be alone. Look at verse seventeen. It says that if we're thrown into the flaming furnace, I love this. Our God is able to deliver us, and He will deliver us out of your hand. Because see, let me let me just say, uh, He split seas before. Okay. <laughs> Um, He has brought rain when there was no rain. He has brought food where there was no food. Um, He has brought dead people back to life again. So this is not too big for our God. Hello? But, But look what they go on to say. He's able to deliver us out of your hand one way or another... Your majesty. I love that. We'll come back to that next week because they have such respect even for this guy. See, they're not being disrespectful. But look at what they say next, and this is so huge. But even if he doesn't, please understand, sir... That even then, we will not, under any circumstance, serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have erected. I wonder if there are any people in this house today that it doesn't matter if he heals you or he doesn't heal you. It doesn't matter if he heals mom or he heals grandma or they don't get healed and they pass away. It doesn't matter if I get the promotion that I think I'm. deserving of that I've been passed over for many times again and I'm really believing I'm really praying this time that God you'll come through but even if he doesn't even if next year my finances are worse than they are now even if I feel worse next year than what I feel today even if grandma's gone if mom's gone if the whole family's gone yet will I serve him God give us some people like that, because these guys said, hey, he's able, but he may not do it, because we're not God, and we're not going to presume on God, and we're not trying to make a deal with God today, because we're going to win no matter what. And that just reminds me of the apostle Paul, because they told Paul, they said, you, you got to shut up. You got to shut up. Quit talking that Jesus stuff. He's dead. He's gone. Why do you keep talking about a dead guy? That, that religion, That forget that stuff. You're smarter than that. Now quit talking that stuff, and everything will be okay. And he said, I can't help but preach about it. And let me tell you something. Here, here's what's going to happen. is either you're going to kill me for doing this, and I'm going to go to heaven. Which is going to be totally awesome, by the way. It's kind of what I'm shooting for anyway. And I'll just get there quicker if you kill me. But if you don't kill me, I'm going to keep on preaching, and I'm going to keep telling other people how to get saved and how to come to Christ. And if you lock me up in jail, oh, yeah, I'll just start writing Scripture, okay? So it'll, it'll become a New Testament one day, and it'll go all over the world, and they'll bind it together and call it a Bible. What do you do with a guy like that? It, it's like a win-win situation. And, and so, if God helps us to be this way, because listen, church, church, let me, let me just kind of get off on something here for a second. For too many years, the church has been known more for what it's against than what it's for. Oh, that's the people that don't, 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 and don't even think about it. And that that is not what Jesus came to do. Jesus didn't say, and I have come that you don't. (laughs) And you don't do that. And take that out. (laughs) And quit wearing that. And what what kind of outfit's that? (laughs) Jesus didn't do that. Jesus said, I didn't come to subtract. I came to add. I came that you might have life And have it to the full. And when you get what I've got, it'll straighten out the rest of the stuff, all right? We we won't even have to work. It won't even be a conversation anymore. Because once you get a hold of the real thing, you won't settle for anything less. Does that make sense? May God help us to be for bringing people into full life in Christ. Because that's what it's all about. Look at verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar, oh my gosh, he is ticked off. He is furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them then changed. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Turn it up. And he commanded some of his strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're not going anywhere except in that fire and throw them in the blazing furnace. So these men wearing, notice this, they're wearing the robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent, he got so ticked off, he's so wrapped up, he just... And the furnace is so hot that the flames killed his own men. Some of his own guys die because this is so radical, so crazy. He's so enraged. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, here's the good part. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we had tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, Certainly, your majesty. And he said, well, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And that fourth one looks like a son of the gods. (laughs) This is in in theology, we, we call this a theophany. And a theophany is is when Jesus decides to show up in the Old Testament. And and I look at it kind of like this. It's kind of like there are circumstances, and this is not the only one. There there are a few of these, where it's kind of like Jesus, and we'll we'll see this in a moment, where he's seated next to the Father, and he says, you know what, Dad, we're going to do something about that. I know you're going to do something about it. But how about this time I go? Instead of sending Gabriel or sending one of the angels, and I know they could handle this, but I'd kind of like to go on this mission. <laughs> and the father says, all right, son, go. And Jesus shows up in the fire. It's amazing. And we don't understand all about it, but what we do understand is when you Take a stand in culture. He will stand with you. And and when they came out, the Bible says they couldn't even smell smoke on them. Because let me tell you something, when you take a stand against culture and you strive to honor God in spite of feeling like you're the only one doing it, let me tell you something, you won't even have the smell of culture on you as a result. You won't even have the smell of it on your life. And so, you don't have to do that. So, here's the last thing to stand for, is stand with inspiration. You need to stand with inspiration. Why is that? That's because when you stand, it inspires other people to stand. See, dads, again, thank you for leading your family to church. But would you just lead them to Jesus every day? and and your family will thank you for it see uh, there's studies i don't have time to bring them to you but there's studies that's great when mom goes it's great when brothers sisters go and all but there's no comparison to what will happen in a family if the dad will lead the way to god Amen. no comparison and so dads, what, what you do is, is huge. What you do, men, it's, it's huge. When you, when, when you stand up for God at work, when you, when you refuse. I remember my dad uh, being pressured to compromise, or, and he knew coworker kind of people, other people in the business, and oh, all that would, that would cut corners that wouldn't be quite honest and all. And it was almost like he would go overboard being honest. And to the point where maybe some people thought, well, he's going to get taken advantage of. You know what? He didn't worry about that. He didn't worry about that. You know, I'll answer to God one day. And if I go before God, I don't think he's going to say, well, you got taken advantage of. <laughs> so it inspires others. Look at, look at what happened. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, now this is a wicked king. Look at what he does. You talk about transformation. Nebuchadnezzar, now he says, praise be to the God. I'm saved. (laughs) Woo. Oh, hey, I've got a new religion. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent to his angel and rescued I don't even understand what all happened, but they've come out, they don't even smell like smoke. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship. And, and, and the enemy uh, was saying, oh, you're going to give up. You're going to give up. It's not going to be good for you. You're giving up. Uh, but they were willing to do it. And look at the next verse. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. Now, he wasn't quite sanctified yet, right? (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar still needed starting point class, right? There's some rough edges here, you know, but we'll deal with that later. For no other God can save. And when you stand up and take a stand and God enriches and blesses your life, people take notice. They can't help it. And look, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. See, the enemy says, ah, you're going to lose. You, if you don't give in to this boyfriend, you'll be single the rest of your life. If you don't compromise at work, you won't climb the ladder. If you don't cut corners, if you don't, do the, if you don't go to that, if you don't... If, ah, right? Right? And let me tell you something, the Bible says, he has been, he is, and he forever will be a liar and a father of lies. He's lying to you. He told them, you're going to go down. Oh, no, they didn't go down. They went up. They got promoted. They got blessed as a result. And and, and so, here's what happens is we didn't come to Avon to build another church because Avon just needed another church. We didn't come here because we want to just have you bring your little attendance card in and we'll just stamp that. Okay, now you're good with God for a week. Now we'll see you next week. That's not what we came here to do. We came here because God put us on a mission to set people free who have been bound and incarcerated by a culture that has lost its mind, that has lost its way, that has given in to the lies of the evil one. And we have come to preach the truth because it's the truth that will set us free. And we are here to free those who are bound, who are addicted, who are chained, to those who are in domestic violence. We want to provide... Provide a place of safety for those who have been sex trafficked. We are here to liberate you in Indianapolis all the way to India. We support efforts to do that. To set those free. to, To come against those who have been victims of abortion. To provide for those who are poor. For those who are homeless. So that people can have hope in the only one true hope that there is in this world. And it's found in Jesus. If you believe that, give God a praise for a moment. Now listen, if if that's our mission, it's your mission. See, if that's what we're here to do as a church, then that's what you're here to do. And if you don't know how to do it, or or if that hasn't gotten a hold of you, you need to go to on-ramp. You need to go and realize you are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason because the enemy wants to steal that from you. See, in the culture, the culture just wants us to be an echo, just an empty echo. But God's not called us to be an empty echo. He's called you to be a voice, to be a voice for him. To be a voice in the darkness, to be a voice for God. And again, it's not that we're against something, it's we're for something. We're for someone. And when you get that someone in your life, it will change your life forever. All right, I'm about about done. Are you ready? we got to fill in three more blanks or some people won't be able to take their nap this afternoon. So, let me give you three things real quick. Ways to stand, all right? I pray that every man would do these three things. Now, not just men. This is for everybody, but guys on Father's Day, here's something huge. First of all, stand in prayer. You need to stand in prayer. In the Bible, okay? In the Bible, prayer is is not passive there's no place in here where it says now i lay me down to sleep i praise the lord my soul to keep okay now that's cute when you're two but not when you're 22 all right by then you all know something more about prayer and that's that prayer is active It's powerful. It brings down strongholds. And God uses it as a weapon. Let me show you how he does that. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your what? Stand against the devil's schemes. See, you pray your way through it as you put on the full armor of God. So then verse 13, he says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, when the devil's knocking on your door, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, and for those who are hard of hearing, stand, Paul says. I feel like Paul's the kind of preacher, just keep doing it again. Is he preaching that again? Oh yeah, because I'm gonna preach it till you do it. Alright? I think that's what Paul is after. And and this is this is not when you pray to God, you're doing it wrong if you think it's boring. Okay? If, if your prayer is passive, then you're not doing it right. Because prayer should be powerful. God, I pray over my wife. I pray over my future wife. I pray over my children. I pray over my future. I pray over my business. I pray over my life. I pray over the church. I pray over my city. I pray over my friend who's fighting the devil right now. Oh, God, give him strength, give him power. God, I rebuke the devil off of him today. See that? Does that sound familiar? I hope that's the way that you pray. All right? And then the second thing is stand for purpose because all of hell is out to get you from your purpose. To take you away from your purpose. To take you off of it. To take you out of it. To tell you you're not good enough. To tell you that you're too busy to do that. You'll get around to that one of these days. And anything he can do to get you to not be busy because the devil doesn't care if you're sitting down. He just doesn't want you to stand up. See, if you're sitting down, you're not bothering anybody. You're not hurting anything. But the moment you stand, look at this. And in Corinthians 15, he says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What you do for God, it matters. Your purpose, the real reason you're here. The real reason you're good at making money is not just so you can consume it. It's so you can invest it in the kingdom of God. The real reason you're good with people is not so you can sell them something. It's so you can share someone with them. See, when you you think about it, right... It has an eternal purpose. And here's the last thing is stand for God. Why? Most of all, because he stood for you. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 in the Message Bible, it says, stand up, this Jesus, stand up for me against the world opinion. And what's he going to do? And I'll stand up for you before my Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want that. So I'm going to stand up for him. But here's the thing about Jesus is the Bible portrays Jesus as sitting much of the time. He's sitting. As a matter of fact, in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, it says Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And in another passage it says the reason why he's seated at the right hand of the Father is because he ever lives to make intercession for us. And so the way I just kind of picture that is every time Craig flubs up, Jesus is there saying, I know, Father, but I died for Craig. And, and when Sally messes up, he said, I know, I know, but I died for Sally. And, and when Sue messes up, he said, I know, I know. again, but I died for Sue. And I died for Steve. And I died for Chris. And I died for Dan. And I died for who? What? Put your name in there. Isn't it awesome to think that every day he ever lives to make intercession. Ever lives to intercede for us. But there's one time in the New Testament where we get to see Jesus stand up. And on this one occasion where the Bible in the New Testament says that Jesus stood up, the reason he stood up is because Stephen wouldn't shut up. They told Stephen, they said, you shut up. You could, telling that name, preaching that name, we're done with that. He's dead. He's gone. Quit it. He says, I can't do it. They said, if you don't do it, we're going to kill you. He says, well, I guess that's what's going to have to happen because I I just can't stop. And and he just, it was like his face just shone with, with God's glory. And the Bible says they took him, tied him up, and began to stone him as they would do in that day. And as they're stoning him, look at what it says in Acts chapter 7, verse 55, it says, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus what's he doing standing at the right hand of God look he said I see heaven open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God and I don't know I just feel like it's because somebody's getting ready to come home And maybe every time, maybe when my dad passed away, maybe when my mom passed away, maybe when your loved ones who knew Jesus passed away, maybe that got an occasion where he stood up and said, welcome home. The bottom line is, folks, if you'll stand up for him, he will stand up. yeah Yeah. let's pray father we thank you today that in a culture that has in many ways lost its mind lost direction where it seems like anything goes there's just misinformation and all kinds of stuff in the midst of it God help us to stand give us courage not arrogance but courage boldness to just stand for you and having done all to stand maybe you're here today and you'd say Craig I don't want to just live for Jesus I want to be the kind of Christian that'd be willing to die for Jesus that I believe in him so much I have Him so much in my life. He has so changed my life that I I can never recount. I, I, can, I can't go back on that. He is Lord. If you believe that today and you want to be the kind of Christian that wouldn't just live for Jesus, but you'd die for Him too, raise your hand real high right now and say, yes, 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 I commit wholeheartedly. Father, you see every hand that's raised and I know there's times where it's just tough especially when the boss is saying hey, don't, don't pay attention to that look the other way go ahead and make the deal you, you, can, you can skimp on the truth you don't have to tell everything you know or, or in a culture where uh, someone says hey, if you really loved me you'd do this when they're asking us to sacrifice ourselves to sacrifice our beliefs for them God in a culture like that help us to have courage help us to be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego our God is able to deliver us and even if he doesn't we're not going to bow God, I pray that you raise up an army on this west side of people in the school system, in the the court system, in the social system of this west side of people who will not bow. Others of you may be here today. And maybe you're kind of like Nebuchadnezzar. Maybe you, you, you thought, hey, it's all about the idol. It's all about the, the, going after the gold. It's all about this. And, and, all, and what you realize is you've been chasing after a false god. What, what you've been doing is bowing down in, in front of an idol. But today, maybe you realize that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to bow to an idol when I can bow to the living God who created the heavens and the earth and who has a plan and a purpose for my life. And that is who He is today. And what He wants to be is your Lord and Savior. You don't have to be perfect. He's already done that for you. He became the perfect sacrifice on the cross to pay for every one of your sins so that today, in spite of yourself, just like in spite of myself, I am able to stand boldly before Him, Not because of me, but because of Him. And if you'd like that in your life today, just raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you before we leave. Yes, 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 yes. I see those hands. God bless you up there. God bless you over here. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. Way up there. God bless you alright there's several people who have raised their hands all over this room so we're going to pray a prayer across for the family and we're going to invite the living God into our lives and, and, and just encourage everybody to pray it I want everyone to pray it out loud if you would Just just say dear heavenly father thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me to pay for my sin I know I've sinned but I want to start over so I ask you to wash it all away all my past all my guilt all my stain make me brand new as much as I know how I surrender my life to you thank you for accepting me as a child of God fill me with your spirit so I can live my life on purpose in Jesus name Amen. Come on, somebody.